Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra. Welcome to this episode, and I am so honored to have my dear friend and colleague in podcasting, Mary Tapa. Thank you for being here. My pleasure, Grace. And let me just remind our listeners and our viewers that all our information will be placed below or after this episode, okay? So if you have questions in the future, concerns, whether regarding, um, regarding this episode or what I do or what Mary does, feel free, reach out to us. Because um, you could also check out my landing page in my new website, quantumnurse.life, and you could have three free videos there that would help you in just uplifting your health and just moving forward for whatever health challenges you have. So, and now this time we'll proceed with a wonderful conversation, another conversation that I'm hoping that will add more values to what you're doing because we want to you to be part of our community. So let me say a little bit about Mary Tapa and as we go along, she will get to know her more and more. Welcome again, Mary. Thank you, Grace. Mary Tapa is a heart-centered, certified, transformational life coach and speaker. You are a broadcaster who has also been a customer service representative for over 10 years, and you're great in personal management. You are the CEO of Impact Not a Republic, whose aim is to support clients in senior citizen buildings with personalized customer experience. You are a certified health coach and you are very passionate in your broadcasting platform, Insight Out Alignment. I like that. It's a platform for self-discovery and creativity. And sooner or later, you'll be Dr. Mary Tapa, correct? <laughs> Don't be laughing as much. Yes, Grace, you are, you are so right about that. Yes, we, right. you might as well get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mary, um, it, how did you get into that point where you combined like the notary like that's kind of like on the legal side right and then you're doing your transformational coaching how did you like blend it out or suddenly you had a, like a, an aha moment that I think I have to do more than what I'm doing now and when did that happen I think uh becoming a notary that actually happened like two three years ago and I think where you always have like that urge to serve and sometimes just having conversations with people that are around you, then you see like, okay, in that particular area, there is a need. And uh, then you decide to, to follow through and see what you can do, maybe to make it a little, to be of service to people in that area. And I, that's just the way um, becoming a notary uh, actually started after I'd had some conversations with my my husband and he said oh yeah and we have like where I live we have senior buildings that are not very uh, far from us so we found out that okay that would be good to take the service towards them rather than having them you know go out to currency exchange and many places maybe to notarize documents that they have or, or legal things so that was just an, an opportunity and I decided to uh, to take on it and that's how it became alive and because I've always had that real um, um, mind to really serve, becoming a transformational life coach for me, it took a lot, long time. Like I was still like a little confused on what really I would do. I was in customer service, yes, but I was not satisfied with what I was doing. I thought I could do more. And during um, that time, I had like this deep longing my condition, my situation and everything else. It's true, I was in school, but I still felt like I need to pursue 
I, do, I didn't have like real clarity on what is it I wanted to serve in. So uh, thanks to my partner, my husband always, he does really good research. So one evening he came in and he's, he's, no, he sent me a video actually one Monday morning and he's like, watch this. So I watched the video and I saw this lady with doing do, uh, do a presentation. Their presentation was so well done. I could relate to the message. I could relate to the person. And in that, I'm like, wow, I think this is it. Then I called him and I'm like, where did you get this from? He's like, I just saw it on my feet. And when I listened to it, I'm like, this is my wife right here. So he's, that's why I sent it to you. So when I watched that video, it kind of like really brought into me. I felt, you know, when you felt those little bubbles in your body and you feel like, wow, this I've hit it. And that's how I went and took the course to become a uh, certified transformational life coach. Yeah. That is an amazing story. And what's amazing is that um, you, it seems like in my imagination, your, your husband picked up that longing from you. And I would assume you have a good relationship and an open communication and picked up that the you know longing that desire more that energy w works in wonders and that you know perhaps he he has had in his art now you could just interview him for me <laughs> and ask him if he, grace is 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 uh, curious you know that he he put that in his intention and then suddenly the message came to through him and then it passed on to you, of course. And what a wonderful um, testimony when he said, oh, this is my wife here, you know, as he listened, right? That's what he said to you. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Because um, I think one of the things that I actually said I, was, I would like to share here was about our thoughts and having clarity on what is it we want. So, even as you talked about my relationship with my husband, that's something that I visualized even long before I ever thought about anything on personal development. I had been in this space, I think I was my, like 25 and I just didn't want a boyfriend. I wanted a partner and I wanted somebody who would love me just for who I am and who will respect me with whom I will grow together. So during that time, I had like a lot of pressure because even my friends, one of my, my very best friends, my childhood friend, I just had a child. And even my mom was like, well, what are you waiting to have? But you need to have a child, you know what I mean? So I was kind of, you know, so I was coming from the third world country. I come from Cameroon. So sometimes there is this little pressure sometimes, you know, about, oh, this person is doing this and you are not doing this. But we tend sometimes to forget that um, everybody's unique in the way they are. And it's not because somebody is this at this point in their life that they have to be there as well. It's not a race and everybody has their own path. Then they have the things that they are longing for. They have their own vision of what is it they want for their life. Not saying that my mother, I can't really say what she was saying. It, that's how she grew up. That's the tradition. So she was just doing what she knew. So that's how I was like, mom, can you just let me just be Mary? You know what I mean? I just want to be me. I don't want to be my childhood friend. And as I was trying to visualize who I really wanted to be my partner, because not only her, even my sister will always say stuff to me, you know, like, what's going on with you? Or you don't have this, why? Yeah. And, but I was very quiet at that time because I was like in really trying to focus on who is it I wanted to have like a partner in my life. And I had a real firm description of who is it I wanted. I didn't know what I was doing for real, but I just knew that this is what I wanted. I, didn't, I wanted him to just love me. I wanted somebody with whom I was going to grow together, whom, with whom I will communicate and with whom we are going to raise our kids, our kids together and be loving to, to each other, respect each other and just love ourselves for who we are. 
I didn't want somebody who smoked, who would, would drink. You can have one drink, you know, you can, but responsible. Yeah. So I had many things that I really had that I put on there and I, I fasted. I, I visual, and I'll just sit down, visualize, you know, this is what I would love my life to be, to be like. And I think it was like almost two years. Then I met my husband. Even during that time, I really didn't know that was him. We had a from a our first uh, date. We talked, and then uh, he's he didn't say it to me, but he said it to his friend. I've met this lady. If she says yes to me, that's going to be my wife. I hadn't known that he himself he had done so much research on me, you know, and he had already made his decision. On my part, I love the spirit of the person I met. And I was still trying to make sure that, okay, I'm not making a mistake. This is who I'm really, uh, I've been asking for. So as we kept talking, and at that time I'd lost my father, I think like it was, uh, that was 2002. So it, it has been three years that I lost, lost my father. And I had a very deep uh, relationship with my father. He was like my role model. And I felt like every decision that I had to make in my life was him also being a firm believer of that, our real essence and being in connection with the spirit that breathes us. I was like, if I need to make a decision, I have to be sure that if my father was in my shoes, that's a decision he would love me to make. Because I felt like even if he's not around, I still need to make him proud. I need him to know that even though he's not here, I will represent him you know, in the way that he would love to. And I wanted to make sure that the person that I choose to live with, that I'll be in accordance that my father would say yes. Yeah, so having that, and then uh, my friend at that time, who is my husband today, we were having all those talk. There were things that I was looking for, but he was also very deep and very open. And the things that he was saying to me, I felt honesty and I felt the connection. And I said to myself, if my father was here and I talked to him and I told him about him, what would he say to me? And my intuition was, your father would say, go ahead and take that, that step. And that's how we started. And then uh, it's been a beautiful journey since 2002. I don't regret the, the decision I made. And he was exactly, he encapsulated that which I, visualized and that's why i want to say that visualization and having clarity on what is it we want is very powerful and in contrast to that i want to bring it to something like um when you're not clear the house i am in now when we were thinking about having you know getting a house i had thought about i was visualizing our home we said we wanted a lot of space, space because we'll talk about it. And then we're trying to visualize how we wanted the house to be. We said we wanted that big space. We and said certain things that we love for the house. But during the time that we're visualizing, I really didn't say anything about furniture or having it decorated and all that. And you know what? What I visualized for without having all those little parts put in them, that's exactly what I got. So was I like, it was like maybe a year or two later that I'm like, this is exactly what I asked for. <laughs> I wasn't that clear. I didn't put everything in place, you know, put those other little stuff in place. And that is why it just came just the way it was. So I started talking about, I have my furniture, I have these. When we came, we just came with a few because at that time we had just come to the United States and we hadn't been here for long. So we just had some cute stuff to put in. And I had to start back over to look at other things that I wanted in the house to make it, you know, the way I wanted it to be. The house was there. It didn't have a lot, but it was a beautiful house. But other, other little aspects, you know, us women, the taste and the little, you know, stuff that we want, so it, was that, it wasn't there. So was that a little disappointing? In a way, but I, but I learned. And I took the lesson seriously. I'm like, next time, so you make sure you have that clarity and you make sure you pay attention to the things that you really want, depending on the dream that you have or whatever you're looking forward to have in your life. 
Yeah. So it helped me like really have that balance of, you know, this is what I did and then this is what I had. And why did I have this? Can I, am I going to blame anybody? No, that was me. I decided for that and that's what I got. <laughs> yeah. That's a beautiful story. And <laughs> the emptiness though, the bareness of it allowed you again to visualize and be imaginative of what do you really want to put in it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So it's kind of both like I, oh no, what happened? <laughs> but then I said, oh okay, it's something you could make it happen. No, mm -hmm. were you like, oh, like, uh, are you there? Are there? You said about a the sister. There are only two of you, or how many of you in the family? Uh we were the nine. Youngest, the middle. Yeah, uh we were nine, and uh, unfortunately, we lost two of them. May they rest in peace. And I'm the young, um, the younger, the younger sister. We are just two of us, and I have a little brother. Uh, we is the last, so I was the eighth, and he's the ninth. <laughs> and were you the, the the last to get married or to settle down? Um, because how really asking you, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean my brothers weren't like in that in that space. They weren't bothering me about anything like that. It's more the women, you know. Uh -huh. it's more the women we women there are things that we always like to you know we're a little bit too fishy but um no my brothers has, have never really they've always looked at me as if I was too fragile anyway so and being too protective right can, it's like yeah and trying to make sure that I'm okay so they would they never they never did that they were so caring and and provided for me, even when, even when my father was not there. I was in school and they were doing everything for me. You know, I didn't need to like feel like, I felt the emptiness of my father, but they stepped right in to make sure that I didn't feel that, that too much emptiness. They made sure they provided and they were there when I was down, when I was like feeling like, oh my, you know, my, my, my everything is gone or whatever I felt because it was like the wall has crumbled, you know over me but they were there yes that could be a reason why they're really uh, the, the, the sisters were asking you because they know you're very close to your father and being the youngest in the <laughs> among girls and I can understand if the brothers are not asking about that because most of them they don't even want you to go away or to be with another man <laughs> and you're so right you're so right about that up to, up to today my little brother is still jealous <laughs> yeah <laughs> keep you and then the women the girls the women they want to have another man to take care of you because they're worried about you <laughs> it was a wonderful yeah. family dynamics cultural <laughs> dynamics and yeah but you're right but to each definitely in the end it will still be a personal choice a personal way to to find our way you know yeah right. So thank you. So so that would be a perfect experience that you've had at and what you're doing with your clients right now, because it's, you know, you, it, you won't be telling a story like as if you just read it in the book, you really experience about thoughts, you know, bringing your thoughts into a full manifestation and expression. Yeah, and you're right about that. And that is why our thought, we are so powerful as humans. We are so powerful. And it's only until we really know and know and know how powerful we are that we are able to actually do that. Because it's only when we feel like we are not, we don't have what it takes that we feel like we are not enough. We self-critique ourselves. We, we say, even when somebody give us compliments, we are not accept, you know, acceptable of it. We feel because we are so, uh, we have that feeling of not being enough. But when you know that you are enough and you know that you were created for a purpose and that you have, there is that very essence that lives in each and every one of us and that you can connect to it and that with it, you, you can have confidence that whatever you want to do in connection with it, that it will come to it, to existence. Everything is energy. It doesn't matter the distance. It's just how we come 
together and understand each other. That's why collaboration in the world, just like today, is very, very important. Being able to accept the other person. And first of all, I would say self-love because you cannot give something that you do not have. If you cherish yourself, if you do not, do not critique yourself that much, if you look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself, I was beautifully and wonderfully made to be here and I'm here for a purpose. And as you love yourself, you'll be happy with yourself. You'll become more creative. You'll be able to connect with your inner power. And that's what you reflect outside. When I used to go to work, when I go to work, this is what I, when I walk in there, I say, that light is coming and that light, I will let it shine. Not that I won't have maybe a little dark moments or that, but that it, the most important thing is being able to go back to what you believe in. We are humans and we have feelings and things, it, little stuff will irritate us, but it's how fast we're able to, you know, to catch ourselves back and being aware of the situation and work on ourselves, setting our intention to get back to what we know is going to be in alignment with who we are for real that helps us actually in life. So why don't we connect that to the, what we can do nowadays with this global crisis that we're in, in as much as you just mentioned that we are powerful as human beings. Yeah, in connection to that, I would say that like when this actually happened, you know, uh, back in March, it was kind of, you know, there was a lot of scare out here. And first of all, it was something that we never thought was going to, whoever thought we'd be walking around with masks, whoever thought that we'll be locked in, in our homes and we can't really go out. That restaurants and many other places will be locked in such a way that people are more in their homes and not being able to get out or do the things that they used to do. So it becomes a little more difficult. But the most important thing is, okay, things will always happen. In this place where I am, what can I do? It's not just happening to me, it's happening to us. What is my contribution? And I would say that's where, where my podcast actually uh, came from. So I wouldn't say this pandemic came and just ruined everything. No, something good came out of it. Inside out alignment. There are many things that I can't control out there, but in my space where I am, what can I do? What can Grace do? Grace has this platform to empower people, to make people understand that they are not alone and that together we can make it, no matter how difficult it is. You have tips for, you know, to help strengthen people, you know, their immune system and so they have a good gut so they can be able to walk through their life and still be healthy. You're bringing consciousness in how to take care of our bodies. Despite all that is happening, that is very important. So for me, looking, taking different perspective and taking time to really look at a situation or whatever happens in life is very important because it gives us the ability to actually think critically. Like from, I was just thinking, okay, we're thinking, my husband and I, okay, how, what can we do with all this that is happening? Talking about flu-like symptoms, they're talking about the immune system and all that. So we decided to make sure we got good vitamins home for everybody, even if it's gonna last for a year. And making sure that we talked about it, have a conversation with our kids about it, so they are aware of it. Now, all these other junks that we used to eat or whatever, we need to cut all those out because we need to be really strengthened during this time. They understood. It's amazing when you have a, an eight-year-old and she's telling you she's going to fast because she sees us fast. I've never, we never asked them to fast. And one Friday, I come back home. What, uh, dinner, whatever. No, mommy, we are fasting. They decided. I did not say. Uh, and I'm looking like, what? What are you guys talking about? Oh, we just ate, we decided to just eat once a day, today and tomorrow. And I'm like, what happened? 
you know what? So it's just amazing. And you're like, okay, they're taking, you know, they're taking responsibility. They are taking action. They are thinking about the health benefit of fasting. They wanted to do it Friday, Saturday, Saturday, um, Sunday. And I said, can you guys eat full day on, on, on Friday and just do it for maybe for two days or even just one day? You're like, mom. And they have insisted doing it two days a week. So I'm like, I'm like, okay, if that's what you guys desire, then then that's good. We just make sure we have everything else that they need in the house to make, you know, to what they need for the immune and the food that they need. You have a choice, but you decided to do this. We know it's good for your body. So all I, we can do is say, go ahead. That's you. And it's been working. So what can I say? I'm grateful. How old, how old are they? Uh, 14, 10, 8, and 5. And are they all joining? Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Oh, what a wonderful So surprised myself. I was like really surprised. And you better join them when they do it then. No, I fast. We fast. We, we do fast. My, okay. my mom, my join. mom, my husband, and myself. We fast Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. They just decided to jump in too. Okay. Nobody has ever asked them to fast. Yeah. It's so just like, awesome. I'm telling you, even my five-year-old, I told him, uh, come on, baby, you don't need you don't need to do this. Mommy, we decided that we, we're going to fast. I'm like, what do you know about fasting, nobody? You know, that reminds me of the saying of family that prays together. So this is also the family that fasts together. <laughs> together. And also, I guess. And also the, the saying that out of the mouth of babes. Whew. That's what I always think about the kids, you yeah. know, and when they really speak their mind or you have to listen. Yeah. And so, they do for real. They God do. bless them. <laughs> and well, you know, that just, that just didn't happen overnight. And that's expression again, saying that the apple doesn't fall from the tree. What to say, you know, right. So yeah. Yeah. All these, and and because go going back to what you initially said that you have thought you have imagined how you want to be when you have your family and your children so you have pictured that already so and then it's like a beautiful seed that you planted from the very beginning. And in fact, it's beyond the seed because the seed is, is physical now, but we're talking about be before matter. Right. Which is quantum, before matter. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So beautiful. So uh, we, we should have had them next to you now to tell them next, next time they have to have an episode on their own. <laughs> <laughs> they are, I think they're doing their homework right now. Okay, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, and, and back to you, um, one of the things that I know you're strong at is also keeping your prayers together, right? So tell us, how's your day like when you know, you do what you're doing to do, because you're a mother, you're a professional person, then you are podcasting, and now you're taking your, your education to a different level, plus your business uh, experience another level. How do you like do your daily care to be able to really... <sighs> Make sure that your immune system doesn't go down. <laughs> I don't want you to end up in another number for what they're saying about the test, okay? I would say that um, I wake up mostly at 4 a.m. every morning and sometimes 3, by 3.30 I'm up anyway. I work, I do my homework. I work on my, my school, anything that I have for classes. I work on it maybe for an hour or two. Then by five or 5.30, we sit up and we do our morning prayer. And 
we do, um, I always do it with my husband anyway, and then we do our affirmations. Then after our affirmations, what in our prayer we do, we, you know, we always give, there is a time, there's always gratitude. Gratitude, because that is very important. Being grateful for our lives, being grateful for our friends, being grateful for what we are doing, being grateful for waking up. So that goes a long way. And um, I also meditate. An instance I had actually yesterday was my mind really going, you know, my monkey mind really dancing around when I was meditating. And that actually brought something to me, like how tricky our minds can be. I was meditating and it was a meditation that was for over an hour. So it had to be, I had to be present in a moment during that meditation. So I found myself actually thinking about calling a friend who is supposed to have a procedure, to calling my cousin who hasn't been feeling good. It's like I'm, remind, I'm being reminded my to-do list when I'm supposed to be present in the meditation. And I, I skipped, stuff kept coming in a sequence. So I've, I'm in a Zoom, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I need to get a pen and a paper and write this down. Then I'm like, do you know you're meditating? So I had to take that animal, as Dr. Joe Dispenza would say, and put it back down to be in the present moment. So it was kind of funny, like after the med, after I was making, when I was making breakfast with my kids, I thought about it. I'm like, wow, our minds are so, so tricky. The time that you're supposed to take that attention away from everything else and just be present in the moment, it's bringing you some ideas on the things that you see they are important actually. But this, this is not just a time for it. And it was kind of like really funny. So I just, I laughed over it. I even made a little video about it because it was like real. And I'm looking at the things in sequence and trying to grab a paper and a pen to actually write them down so I do not forget. So it was qu quite an experience yesterday and I really laughed over it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, so I do meditate. And uh, so, and then during the day, sometimes when I just think about something, I will say, uh, I'll always say even to myself, I love myself. I appreciate myself. I love what I'm doing. I um, I'm happy about this or that. And even when things that I'm not happy about, when even things that I do not really appreciate coming, you know, I still give gratitude. And I give gratitude for, you know, for insights on how to go along, how to handle them. Because many we are we live in a life and life throws a lot on us. But when we are ready for it, we are more prepared or when even if it happens, we don't go off too much. We are ready, we come back easily and being able to, to focus on the things that are important to us or making a better decision, responding to the situation rather than reacting, which goes a long way. One thing that I also do is exercise. And exercise is also very important in the sense that when you feel like really tense or you feel like you're doubting or you feel like you're overwhelmed, you take like maybe like you take deep breaths and you hold them and then you let it out as if you're blowing through a, a straw. You do that six times. And when you're breathing in, you say you're breathing, you're breathing in calmness and you're breathing out overwhelmness. You do that like six times. If it doesn't go, you do it again. You just keep doing it slowly and slowly. And before you know it, you've come back, you know, back to normal. Or sometimes I can just go out and just walk just to get my mind over it. Or I change whatever I was doing and do something else just to, you know, dissipate whatever I was doing or whatever is worrying me. So that helps bring me back to focus. That's how, what I do. So I have different little techniques that I do when I feel maybe overwhelmed or I feel like, there is a situation that is making me feel not too focused at this time. Sometimes I might just, and I like, I love music. I might just put on some of my gospel music or some of my little Makosa from Cameroon and I 
just listen to it and it brings me back and it, you know, brings me back some good memories and I get back to whatever I'm doing. So I just try to mix them up and whatever I'm learning from other people and that actually helps, helps me keep going. And so for my work, what I do is I make it sometimes, um, I really make schedules more for things like podcasting and for my podcasting, I know I release them on Mondays. So I try to upload them before, the, before that day and just program and make sure that they release. And sometimes I've started also like to have two minute video, Thankful Tuesday. I decided to start a Forgiveness Friday. Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves or we have to forgive others. So to make some little topics, some things that I can talk about and that actually uh, helps out. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. If not. No, with, with everything that's happening again, are, how's your, how's, uh, how's, what do you observe in the people reaching out in terms of counseling or just facing a lot of difficulty nowadays? What's your most challenge with that? Because, you know, in your transformational coaching. I think mostly it's fear, especially not only fear for what is happening, but fear of the future. Like, when is this going to end? But I also believe that sometimes it's not, I don't, what can you do where you are right now? What can you control? Because that right now, we can, uh, me here, I cannot control that. But in my circle and in my, uh, my client's circle, what can my clients do? How can they handle themselves? So what I propose to them is not think too much about what is going to happen. Can you visualize what is it you want for your life and for those around you, for those in your world? Focus on that. Make sure you're eating well. Make sure you're controlling your thoughts. Make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who can empower you and who are not going to overwhelm you. Pay attention to the type of information you're taking in. There is so much on social media. There is so much in the news and all that. So you have to make your choice in a way that will not um, make you fearful even more. If there are things that you need not to watch in order not to get in that space where you cannot you know, navigate your life the way you want, then please don't do. There is so much we can take. So try to focus on the things that will empower you in order to take many action. Meditate. Have constructive conversations and, you know, with people that would help you make better decisions about your life, will help you maybe stay focused or discover some stuff that you hadn't been able to discover maybe for the past year because you you were too busy doing a lot of things out there. Spending time with yourself is not a problem. It's actually a good thing because sometimes we discover things that you never thought you ever had. Or a dream might come true that you did not know that it was really that longing that you've been pushing down so long because you're so occupied with work, you're so occupied with all the noises outside. Now they are not there, spend time with yourself. And that is really, really important. Self-care. Self-care is not about my hair. It's not about what I'm wearing. It's not, no, it's not, it's not about that. that that's, the, that's just the body. That's just the physical. It comes from the inside. And when you feel good in there, then you take care of this without any problem. So that is, to me, is the most essential part making sure that they look at themselves as being powerful beings and that everything that is coming from the external will not affect them if they do not just allow it in and just be drinking it, but they can take control of the things that they can around them, their health, the way they're thinking, their family and all that and surround themselves with people who will make them feel better or with whom they can have some real conversations on how to get things, you know, moving in a better direction and collaborate. Just like we do in our groups. Having groups that people are like-minded that they can share what they know 
and work together on how to make our world a better place. What can be more fulfilling than that? You don't want to try to be, to be somewhere where you, you don't you're not accepted or you're forcing yourself to be there, you know, or you're, you're, you have to seek validation from them in order to exist. Just be you and let you be loved just the way you are. Because when you love yourself and you're confident about yourself, then you attract those who love you just the way you are. It comes naturally because your light will attract those. Everything is energy. And that's beautiful, beautiful words, beautiful statements, beautiful tips that you shared. Now, let's talk more about the power of words because people are listening to mainstream media. And if they open one station to the next to the next, many times the media uses the same words, the same words again and again and again. So well, I guess, you know, People understand now that there's the power of words, but maybe some people are not looking that there's really a massive, massive use of the power of words. Now, to which, to whom or to what will, who will benefit from those words? I guess that would be our question. I, I think that is why we also have the... Um the opportunity to choose what words to listen to and what words to actually say. Because those things or those channels, they don't just pop up. We turn them on. So when we turn them on, then we gotta listen, right? And those words, where do they go to straight in our subconscious? The more we listen to them, the more it's recorded. Then before we know it, it starts working and it's autopilot. And it's hard taking control and we don't have the opportunity to actually in a conscious way, stop it. So when we already maybe make a decision on what is it that we would love to hear about being making our own choice, that is very essential. Making a choice of what am I listening to? Is this empowering me? Is this making me depressed even more? How is this helping me? Asking ourselves those powerful questions. What can I do to change this state of mind? What channel is better for me to watch? If this is not good for me, so I need to look for something else. So we have to be also very conscious of what is it we have around us or we are allowing our, around us. So for me, I think it's this, a personal thing and what is it we, are, we really want for ourselves. And this is really a time that we have to make those decisions and make it in a really uh, conscious manner. It's not easy to stick to it. But if we love ourselves that much, and if we surround ourselves with people who are like-minded, who also look at life in that direction, we'll be encouraged to move forward with that. And we can seek help. That's why quantum nurse is here to give advice. That's why quantum nurse is here producing those, uh, giving those, uh, giving you value providing value to your life, having those courses that you can take. Where are you and where would you love to be? It's a matter of choice. Do you want to get to the end and then be like, oh, if I knew, or do you want to take the decision now and be happy with the decision that you take when you look, when, that you took when you look back? It's all left to us, to each of us as individuals. No matter whatever is coming in there, if it's not something that is building you up, you have the right to, to say no. We can't always look ourselves at, as victims. We do it have is, a choice. I, yes. As you said, yeah. It's not easy. Yes, but at the same time, if you don't make the right choice, it means you're making the wrong choice. And if we keep suffering, then we have to be able to identify 
that which is hurting us. So how can they know it is the right choice for them? If you are stressed, if you feel depressed, if you feel like you're so lonely, as I said, spending time with yourself is important. That means you look for, for things like meditation. You meditate, you say affirmations. I'm this beautiful being, I'm here for a purpose. Spend time with yourself and just to get into oneness with your very essence of life. Just me time. Sometimes I have my me time just in my room. The kids don't come in, they know. Mommy just want to be alone. It means I want to connect with my very essence. I want that guidance on what is it I am doing. I want that every path that I'm taking or every step that I'm taking that I, it should be in accordance with my purpose. I want to have some clarity on what is it I'm doing. And sometimes I would say, okay, if I, like myself, when I was looking for all that clarity on what is it I wanted to do, and I really couldn't find it, when I found a person who could help me, I related to the message. I related to the delivery. I related to the person delivering the message to me. What did I do? I took action. I gave the person, I made a choice to go to, to the person to actually help me step by step as my partner in belief, to take me through to where I wanted to be. That's why you're there as a coach as well. Is it a health issue? She can take you through. Because I said to myself, if I was able to do this for the longest for five, how many years? I would have done it, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, if I hadn't done it, then if I hadn't, since that, if I didn't do it, then it means I need help. Maybe there's something I'm missing. So I decided to ask for help. So there is help. Let's just make the move. And uh, it's really interesting what you said because um, professions like coaches, trans, whether it be health coach, transformational, or whatever coaching that people do, I, for me, they all came out of the need of the population, of the need of the times. So if there's the need, then dissolutions the come. And for some of us, we just happen to respond and like we've had made that decision that, okay, from my experience, now it's time to share it to other people. And as we said, we stop just being a consumer of a lot of things, but now we become like an advocate. I like the word advo advocate for things. And when you said about your partner again, and you mentioned that like just setting, setting, knowing is like sort of like becoming, is like a passive knowing then you, we, we gradually move to the action steps because without acting on our choice, then we could feel stuck, right? And that's true in everything that we're doing, whether it's just a matter of what do we listen to, which news or which information. And by the way, when you ask which, where to listen, I think I know the alternative media, <laughs> which, I, in my experience, everything right now that's alternative has a more potential of value, adding value to people's lives. Alternative science, alternative health, alternative media, and that's where podcasting came into birth, okay? And we're just, Mary and I are here also. That's why, so, so if you have to listen, it's inside out. <laughs> quantum nerves we promise to give you value and then we both have the youtube so you know it's wonderful yeah and so mary what what uh, during this time what is your biggest challenge whether it will be just whichever whether you want to focus on your work only or study but you, 
your biggest challenge in this? Because it seems like everyone, I like to know what everyone is challenged these days. Mm, I would say my uh, biggest challenge has been maybe the ease to travel, you know, and there are things that has to be done at a certain limit, of, at a certain time and a certain, you know, and all that. And I think my real challenge has been, yes, traveling, but not only that. I think taking care of the kids at home with virtual learning. So it looks like I have really double work my workload has doubled. Like, um, I have to make sure I'm going down to make, to be sure that everybody's well seated, that they are doing, they are focused on their screen and they, they, are do, they are doing the work that they're supposed to be doing. When they get off, they, some of them have tutoring, uh, tutoring, some of them they have, they have homework to do. So it's like, and they have a time limit to make sure the work is done. And the eldest, he gets up at 3, 3.30. The other ones, they get up at uh, 12.30 and one o'clock. So I have to make sure that by the time they get up, that I am ready to work with them so they get things in order. In the, in the beginning, it was really, really overwhelming because there was a lot to do. There was a lot to be, to get used to. Yeah, I think now we are all like getting uh, used to the, 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 the little system, even though it's still a little hard, but we are working, right? We work as we are working as a team. Uh, my little eight-year-old, she helps me uh, with my with the five, she helps with the five-year-old. She's like, okay, mommy, let me get this. Let me do this with, with her, with him. So she, she, she does that voluntarily and that helps. And she, most of the time she's like, I'm, her, I'm his mentor and I just let them do what, you know, do it. And she takes the responsibility. I leave it to her sometimes. And sometimes I sit down myself and I make sure that they have everything that they're supposed to do and making sure when they are done that you wipe down everything and then, you know, for, get ready for the next day. And then having the things, making sure they are organized. That's been so hard because four kids in the same room, my goodness, is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's really, it. Um... It calls for very strong parents. It was strong. It is. It's, every way. It's a lot because sometimes I'm like, I go there and I'm like, wow, did you guys just leave all this like this? <laughs> you know what? Then I just have to go and start putting things back together and try to, you know, make it and everything. And at the end of the day, I'm saying, they are kids, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And you're, you're, I can see like, you, you, the picture that you painted, it's like uh, you're running your own private school. <laughs> so now I think the government has to give uh, each family, but no, because I know there's no money from the government, but they can print and now we're in trouble more if they print more money. Uh, but no, maybe it's to pay uh, less taxes which I don't know. Anyway, it's very tricky nowadays, whether we, we you, everything about the economy. But thank God you're smiling, you're happy. And yes, I have to. I'm enjoying the experience too, because I'm like, okay, it's making us, and the way I brought it to my kids, I, I said, this is making you more resilient, more independent, so you can be able to take control in tough times and all that. So we have to look at the good in it. That's what, that's what I, exactly how I see it. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how I say that the people, the kids, you know, it, when they are improved, when they're in the right environment, like yours, that no matter how difficult, they're still smiling, praying, eating together, then this too shall pass and everyone will become really strong. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So you're obviously well together, very prayerful, very godly. So what is your best advice that you had? And what would be your best advice to someone, a young lady, perhaps who might be who might want the same thing as you do as you have? I think having um a really crystal clear 
vision of what is it you want is very important. And especially what you love. Because sometimes we look at our condition, we look at our circumstances, or we ask the wrong question. Or we say, what does my condition, the way my condition is, what can I do, you know, depending on my condition? Or what does other people think I should do? Or what does the economy say I should do? When we look at, we are paying attention rather to all those external features and we are not looking at what is it, when you ask yourself, what is it you love? It's supposed to well something out in you because it's something you love. What can I do that will bring value to my life and in the life of other people? That is very important. Those are important questions to ask. It's not about like uh, Howard Thurman, the mentor of Martin Luther Jr. actually said, don't ask what the, the world need. Ask yourself what makes you come alive. Because what you love will make you come alive. And what the world needs is people who have come alive. So you can bring life in the life of other people. So for me, that is what I will leave. Like look for something that you really love. Connect with your inner self. Spend some me time with your very essence. And if you have difficulties doing that, seek for help. Quantum nurse is here. Have a partner in belief. And be very clear on what is it you want. And follow your heart, not what somebody else think. If you're not harming anybody, if it's something that is bringing value to your life and in the life of other people, then you're on the right track. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I can really say. Well, maybe a few more sentences for the caregivers who are stressed out, okay? Because... I would say, first of all, thank you for all you're doing. It takes a lot of courage to be out there during this time and leaving your family behind and putting yourself in the front line with all that is happening for service, because that is service, you are serving. It takes commitment resilience to do what you're doing. And we are most thankful for that. So what I would say to you is, as long as you're doing it from your heart, but don't also forget to take care of yourself because you're important to the society, to those whom you have decided to serve. You have to take care of yourself. When you take care of yourself, then you'll be able to take care of other people. So if you feel like you need to take some time off to relax and really get yourself back into you know, that calm place before you go back, do it. Self-care is need is required for every human being. It is not easy, especially in these times. Before this time, it wasn't easy. So now it's even worse. I recognize that, I acknowledge that. But I just wanna say, make sure you take some time off when you, when you need it and take care of you. Find some you time, relax, meditate, look for the things that will make you happy. I know that some of the results and some of the things you see in the hospital is makes you, can depress you as well. It's overwhelming the things that you see, you know, when you're working, when you're doing all this, serving people out there. So where can they- Appreciate it. You appreciate it. And what I can say is meditate, relax, and love yourself so you can be able to give more love out there. And don't forget that your family needs you too. So don't give all out and forget about you and your family. 
He had a different question? No. <laughs> I said, uh, no, I just want to say um, thank you very much, but do, uh, do let them know where they can find you and what to expect from Mary Tapa inside out in five years. <laughs> I would say in five years, I inside out alignment. Well, my podcast will be mm, one with my uh, coaching. And I think I, I will be reaching out not only here, but I'm planning on going into Africa. I want to go to my home country and I really want to inspire people to have that relationship with themselves as well, have that relationship with that power that breeds them. We lack that. I lack that. I know that we lack that in our culture when we're growing up. We depend a lot on what others are saying and what everything and the tradition and everything. And most of the time we don't validate our very own essence and our real longings. So inside our alignment would not only be in the United States or you know whatever, but it's going to travel. And my aim is really to touch more souls. And, um, and I think coming together with other podcasters or other people in our platform, how we can you know go and touch other areas not only in Cameroon, maybe in Philippines, why not? And work on making lives, lives really better and bringing this, uh, the word and bringing uh, things that will help them know that they are complete in, their, in themselves. Sometimes we sit around, oh, the government didn't do this. The, this person didn't do this. What are we doing ourselves? What am I doing? What action steps can I take? What help do I have around me? So we want to get to a point where we are so we become creative. We can't just sit and wait, or we can't just let people just manage us the way they want, but we also want to be those people who have the liberty to make the choices that we want and create a life that we absolutely love living. Yeah. And, and your website or your um, YouTube, can you let them know? Uh, yes, I do have a, a YouTube channel. It's Inside Out Alignment. Uh, it also has a little Rema thing on, at the top, so you can uh, watch some of my episodes on there and you can subscribe as well. And you can also look at me on uh, Inside Out Alignment. Those are just the two and uh, Dream Builder Coaching. So that is where you can find me. <laughs> Those are the places yeah. you can find me. And uh, she's also in different social media platforms. So you find her there, make friends, and she has her community. So let's all just be together. And Mary, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful pleasure, not just a wonderful pleasure, but it's a powerful time that we had a conversation that's just needed, much needed nowadays. And I wanted to end my, uh, this episode with a quantum affirmation and these cards, I shuffle my cards in the morning and I say which intentionally what card should I pick today or let me pick up the card that will bring message for me and for Mary and for the listeners. So and I, I suggest that we read this affirmation three times in the morning, at noon and in the evening and feel every word. So what I got is exuberant growth. The more I help others selflessly, the more I can exuberantly grow and prosper. What I send out into the world is returned to me manifold. The more I help others selflessly, the more I can exuberantly grow and prosper. What I send out into the world is returned to me manifold. The more I help others selflessly, the more I can exuberantly grow and prosper. What I send out into the world is returned to me manifold. So Beautiful. Thank it's you. Perfect. Perfect for just the kind of topic, the, the theme that our conversation brought us into. So thank you so much and uh, for the listeners and again to Mary and my landing page, go and check it out, quantum nurse.life and do make sure you do the opt-in so that you could continue to be updated in 
what I'm doing, who my guests are, because every now and then I will make sure that I send out an email, a newsletter or some type of campaign. And thank you, be well. And just remember, you can re-listen to this again and again, as that's the beauty of the podcast or even in the video, if you want to just keep seeing and, you know, that's it. You just keep going on and on and on and what's see how that works for you. And I say in my language, Mabalos, this is Quantum Nurse, and I am Grace Asagra. Mabalos, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Take care. God you bless. Too. Bye -bye. All right. Blessings, uh, Grace. Thank you.